Welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood. Uh, before we jump into the episode, man, I just wanted to really quickly uh, give you guys a heads up, man. This uh, second series, the second part of the second season is on fire so far, man. And I hope you guys are enjoying it up to this point. Uh, my guest today is Victor Jones. Victor Jones is a, a, a renaissance man, if you will. I mean, he, he's in the stock market. Uh, he's in investing. Uh, he's he's motivating men on Twitter. Um, he is a correctional guard. He's a father. He's a husband. He's an older brother. Like he he encompasses it all. And, uh, you know, a man after my own heart early in 2020, then amidst the pandemic, uh, me and me and Vic hooked up on on Twitter, um, sharing some sites and what we'll call uh, money Twitter at that time. Right. And, and it was a whole push for seven streams of income. Um, and I think we just connected on the fatherhood tip, man. He, he was very open and honest about his, his fathering. Um, and I am the same way because, you know, like I say, fatherhood is my purpose and we connected. Um, and this is actually the first time we'll be connecting semi <laughs> in person. Um, it's all been digital. Uh, we're, we're part of a couple of engagement groups together, supporting and promoting each other's content. And I'm really excited to uh, to get a chance to talk to him today. And I'm excited for you guys to get a chance to hear him uh, kind of talk about his journey, uh, talk about his fathering and fatherhood and some of the things that he's doing. Um, really good episode. And uh, I look forward to you guys uh, listening to it. Here we go. You're listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And, 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 and now... Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we uh, we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. Um, today, I have another guest with me. Um, I'm, I'm excited to actually talk to this brother almost in person. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all it's all been digital. It's all been through uh, some form of social media. Uh, but the man's been doing great work, and, and I've admired him from from day one. So, uh, finally excited to get a chance to uh, to kind of talk in person. Uh, Victor Jones, what's going on, brother? How you been? How you been, brother? Good, good to speak to you, man. It's good. It's been, it's been a while. We're glad, glad we got finally got to talk. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I think it was it was middle middle twenty twenty, right, right in the height of the pandemic. Um, I was. Uh, it was, I was running some gyms, so we obviously got shut down. So I, I turned to Twitter um, and started kind of doing a few different things um, and, and kind of ran across your profile, uh, which was different at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I think you've, you've made a transition and, and kind of actually blown up from there. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's been a couple years, man, and it's, 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 it's cool to actually talk to you in person. But like I said, one of the things that I admired and that I noticed right away um, because it's, it's something that's important to me is that, that you, you always kind of made reference to or included the fact that you were a father. Um, so, so talk to me a little bit about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, I'm from the Bay Area, San Jose, California, and uh, I grew up single for the most part. Uh, I mean, my dad was there, but, you know, he had some, had some demons with substance abuse and stuff like that, so I'm the oldest of five. And what I do now, uh, I, I, you know, I, I work in a jail. So I, I like to say I'm a high price babysitter. But, you know, from where we started, from where our family was to where we are now, it's kind of 360 from the track we were on. You know, I mean, my dad was a good guy. Loved him. He, he got arrested solely past a couple years ago, right when my son had came. But he kind of taught me. He gave me some good life lessons, but he kind of taught me what not to do. You know what I mean? So I had to kind of grow up very, very Young, I would say, you know, I mean, I was freshman in high school, having to help mom pay the PG&E and do all that. So I kind of grew up rather quickly and I loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like to, to this day, that's kind of where you see like the seriousness about fatherhood, where it comes in like, like real serious to me about it. It's just because I used to be that kid going to visit my dad in jail. I used to be that kid on the other side crying like, dang, mom, like, 
why dad not here? Like, why can't I see him? Like, what's going on? Like, so fatherhood has been very, very, very serious to me just because I never wanted my son or my daughter to ever have that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, and especially for people that look like us, man, like it's very important that we get to now that we know better, we get to do better. We get to set the trends. We get to like, you know what I mean? Like one day I'll be a grandpa and one day my son, my daughter could be like, man, my dad was always there. Like I don't never really remember, you know, nothing too bad, but my dad was always there. He was always at everything. Now my, now my grandson or my granddaughter be like, dang, grandpa's always here. And like, it's so cool to me because we get to switch that in one generation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we get to just say, all right, enough, no more, not on my watch. We get to switch it. And that's like really been just a big driver in my life. Just to be frankly honest with you, my G just, that's been the big driver of my life to make sure my son never, and or my daughter never had that feeling I had, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's actually a really, really good point, man. It's just a lot of things that'll take gener generations, multiple generations to repair, to fix, uh, to even start to, to change a little bit, but you're right, man. Uh, with, within one generation, we can change the legacy of fatherhood in our family. I mean, we could, you know, by, by the actions that we take now, um, obviously our children will see them and then we get to take those same actions in our grandchildren's lives. And it just becomes uh, a culture of, of, like you said, dad was there. He was never not there. Like I just remember, I remember dad there. I remember grandpa there. Um, and hopefully, you know, like that'll pass down to your son and your son will see the same thing and, and emulate the same thing because um, that's what dads do in his eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Um, so that, that's really that's really important to point out, because I think a lot of us struggle with the, the fatherlessness or the kind of in and out nature of fatherhood, maybe in our in our past. Um, and we look at it as such a daunting task. And it is. But. Um, with the right amount of intensity and, and intention is something that we can change relatively quickly. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's, 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 uh, like I, and I struggled with it. Like you say, it's, it's the dauntingness of it. And like, when I was younger, like I used to be like that 15, 16 year old kid angry at the world. Like, like, man, like, why am I dad here? Like, you know, uh, so me and my brothers, we all got division one scholars. There's five of us. So there's three boys and two girls, and I knew if I didn't get a football scholarship, I would there would there was it was a real hard chance of how I was gonna fund college. I knew like okay, like my dad was good at football, uh, and like that was just our gift. And and so all three of us got scholarships. But I knew like man, I knew I had to put in this work early because if I didn't get a scholarship, I don't know how I was gonna pay for college. I didn't know what mom was gonna do. And I'm not I'm, I'm not afraid to say I, I make six figures now. I make good money now. But we grew up like on welfare. So like when I say we came and really switched it from one generation all the way around, like we really did that. Like I grew up on welfare, government cheese and all that. And like I'm not scared to say it. Like my first job was out of college. I worked in a juvenile hall. And I say this because I know you're a coach. So I know you like to give back to the youth. And I know people call you coach and stuff. And they they like now I work in adult jail. But back then, like they used to just gravitate towards me and feel me and I used to tell a man like I'm just like you guys I just didn't get in trouble but like I come from the same thing you guys come from so if I can make it out like you guys can make it out too and it's almost like just being that positive like because you know you remember like in the 90s early 2000s black fathers didn't have too good of a rap like you know what I'm saying like there wasn't like we didn't have like it wasn't really you said black father it wasn't like it is now where it's like almost a pride and it's a badge of honor back then it was like Oh shit! You say black dad nine times out of ten. I mean, dude, dude wasn't there, right? Like, like, right, like, dude left right. you with mom, right? So it's like we get to like it's just we get to change, that, and that's so powerful to me. Like, it's so yeah. Is that is that is that is that hat heavy sometimes? Yeah, because just the stuff we got to filter through, and just you know, and even therapy was a bad word back then too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, back then yeah. you say therapy and ego, it, it it wasn't really mixing, you know. But like. To me, you know, you know, mixed martial arts and, you know, I, I've been playing with the idea of going to talk to a therapist to, to kind of work through it and stuff. Cause you know, we go on the next level now. Now one of the pillars is finance, right? Mm -hmm. So now when we get this money, now we got to deal with emotional, uh, trauma with money. So now I'm like thinking like, okay, I kind of got the dad stuff figured out but now when we get to this next level you know because I'm, I'm with ian's uh, red panda trading group so now i'm doing good so now when we get to that next level of trading now it's going to be different demons so now i'm kind of 
really just want to make sure my mind's tight, you know, and I'm not afraid to say it. Like I might, I might go to therapy to make sure that part is, is tightened up for me, but also for my kids. So whatever I could do to be a better man for my kids, my ego, I'm egoless, man. If that make me a better dad, then cool. Let's do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It is just all encompassing. And then like, when you want to be a better dad, you'd be a better partner. You're a better man. You're better everywhere. You're better fitness. You like, you just think like, okay. And I seen this quote and it, and it, and it hit me. It said, your son's going to follow you. Your son's going to emulate what you do. And your, your daughter's going to marry the example of like what you are. It, it was some, some to that effect. Your, your son's going to follow what you do. And then your, your daughter's going to marry a man like you. So I'm thinking like, all right, like, I got to tighten everything up. Like, you know, when I think about that, I'm like, all right, man, I got to tighten everything up, like, everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I, and I, I think I think a lot of dudes, and this is what I what I talk about a lot to, to younger younger fathers, is uh is that pressure that, that you kind of alluded to right there is, like, when you're a young man, 18, 19, 20, even, even all the way through your 20s, probably, yep. right? You're still yep. young and you're trying to explore who you are and trying to figure out who you are. And you're really just starting to embrace manhood, uh, as it were. And then you become a father. And now there's this added, like, now I've got to, not only do I have to kind of be a, be a man and try to be a good man, but now I got to try to be a good, a good father. And I always say, like, it, it's hard to be a bad father if you're a good man. Right, like Ooh, you're, if you're working, again, you're working on again. yourself. Ooh, that <laughs> it's was hard gym. to be a bad, bad father if you're a good man. Like if you're yeah. working on being a better man, right? Like a comprehensive man where you have emotional intelligence and you are you're financially sound, you're emotionally sound, you're physically sound. It's really hard. You know, there's stuff you're gonna learn and there's stuff you're gonna mess up, right? Because every baby is different and every kid is different and there's all these different situations. But but a good man can be a great father. It's really hard for a bad man to be a good father, right? That yeah. might be, it might happen, right? There's some bad dudes that are just great dads because yeah. that's one of the things that they're good at, right? But more often than not, if you're trying to become a better husband, a better boyfriend, a better employee, a, you know what I mean? It, it starts with working on you before you can do something else, some other title, right? You have to work on yourself. And, and I like that you mentioned that because. I know a lot of us are still afraid of therapy, right? It's just yep. like, yo, ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I'm good, right? Y'all tripping. Man, but, uh, man, you don't know how many times I said that in my head. You know, as you know, you, you, you know, because you know, we've been on Twitter and in the internet and stuff, like I, I fought MMA. I was a Division One athlete. So, the, you know, I had tattoos. I ride a Harley. So the typical, quote, unquote, what you would say, tough guy. But you don't ever really – you could – kind of just shut like put that away and kind of just hide it you know you could hide it behind a lot of things that you could hide it behind mm -hmm. a lot of facades and like a lot of different personalities or what you see in the public but like i'm not gonna lie man like when my dad died i like you know i work nice so i drive home there'd be times i just just drive home just start crying like like damn like I'm, i miss pops like you know what i'm saying like damn what happened and it was like you know, he had a lot of demons with with you know with drugs and all that and i said when my son came my son would just turn four so my son was like maybe six months old when, when he had passed. And I remember we had we had a big barbecue at my house right before he passed. And I told him, hey, pops, we get to start over. Like, we get to start fresh now. Like, there's no more, uh, oh, man, Nate was out there drunk at the game. Or, oh, man, Nate was doing drugs. I said, there's no more of that. I said, all your grandson's going to know, your son, your grandson Cassius, all he's going to know is, Man, don't you talk to me about my about my grandfather like that. He was at every graduation. He was at every wrestling match. He was at every football game. Don't you talk to me about what he was. All I know is him being there. And you should have seen the joy and the smile on his face. Like I had given him a second chance, you know? And it's like and it's it was such a beautiful thing. And then the universe said, Okay, son, we're gonna see if you really talking about what you're talking about. And he, he said, Okay. And he took him away. And now I'm saying, Okay, like now I gotta really promising what i was gonna do you know so yeah yeah that's i mean that's dope though you know obviously your father passing isn't isn't ideal but you being able to uh, through becoming a father again with your son you being a father was able to give your father some peace to yeah. give him a second chance like fatherhood is and man people don't be if you'll be sleeping on fatherhood but it's such an amazing and redeeming thing oh like, it is you could you could you could literally screw up your whole life and then when you become a father it's an opportunity to start over yep. right because that person is going to look up to you whether you want them to or not they're going to 
to put you on a pedestal. And then this is your opportunity with a clean slate to really show the world and that child, the world through you, yeah. right? Like you're a, a physical representation of the world of, of God. You, you mean like it's, it's so dope. It's so dope. And I, you know, I, I, you know, my condolences on your father passing, but that's even a special moment for you to be able to give him that, to give him that peace. Right. And say, Hey man, look, I know what we had, whatever happened with us, we, you know, we had our things going on, but now you get to be grandpa. Right? Yeah. Like you, yeah. you, you got elevated to the next yeah. level. Now you got another chance to like, you know, do your thing. And yeah. that's, that's so sweet. Yeah. He was, he was, yeah. he, he was at peace. You know, that that's one thing I can say. You know, it took me it took me a while to get to this point, but just I'm an eternal optimist. Like I, I gotta believe things are gonna be good in life. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's just my makeup and like even when I lose fights and win fights or whatever, I, I always would have to think it's going to be better. Like hard work works. Like you know what I'm saying? Like hard work works. Mm-hmm. Like so mm-hmm. I just wanna instill that like my dad always instilled that in me, like he'd always laugh, but he'd, he'd go to practice and do what he had to do, like you know what I'm saying, go to work, get up. Even if he had a, whatever, he had a substance abuse problem, he'd still get up every day and go to work. Like, you know what I'm saying? He may have did what he did on the weekends, but he'd get up every day and go to work. And, it, and it's, he instilled that work work ethic. And I will say, like, and I catch myself doing this because we find I it's so weird. I always say, man, I ain't going to be like my dad when I grow up. But my dad always say, I love you a lot. He'd always tell us he loves, he loves. And I catch myself telling my son I love him. And my daughter multiple times, multiple times. But, and, you know, and then one, we were just driving my son. It was me and my daughter and, you know, my fiance in the car and we were driving. My son just says, hey, guys, I'm like, what's up? He goes, mommy, I love you. Daddy, I love you. Sister, I love you. But he made a point to, like, stop. And I'm like, that's cool for, like, a four-year-old. Like, he's already picking it up. And I'm thinking, like, yeah. like thanks, Dad. Like, that was from you. Like, you instilled that at me. I downloaded that to him. And I'm like, all right, like, that was cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's always funny to uh, to, like you have like the almost out of body experience where you see yourself like, Hey man, I felt like my dad. I like my dad. Just now. <laughs> yeah. Like it's always, it's always real cool to have those moments because we, I think we all do that. Right. Like we were like, when I get older, I'm not going to do this. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Or, you know what I mean? We try to find those things that we say we're not going to do, uh, but they always happen. You know, those, those things that you learn when you're young, they stay implanted in your brain forever. Forever. Yeah. So, so, so how you been, man? How's the fam? How's the kids? How's coaching? How's life been for you? Everything is amazing, man. I, you know what? It, it, it's it's kind of like I tried to, for a little while, I tried to kind of take control and, and do things the way I wanted to do them. And, and it worked a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, but my whole thing with even like the start of the, the 2020, and I talk about this all the time, is that I had to get back to my core purpose, yeah. uh, which is which is my family, right? And so that's why I left my job. And then, and so for eight months I was just doing my own, you know, own little business things to several streams of income and all that stuff. Right. But it, and even that got to a point where when you have several streams of income, you have to split your attention yes. several ways. And my focus, my core, again, I start like pulling myself away from it. Cause I got to do this thing and I got to sign on here and say, you got to check that. I got to send this email. I got to, you know what I mean? I got to hop on these calls and talk to, and so it started to be a situation where I'm like, damn, I'm losing sight of it again. Yep. Right. And so in 20, in early 2021, I'm like, yo, uh, this is starting to get a little out of control. Let me narrow it down to just one or two things. And so I did that and got back focused with the family. And it's been great ever since, man. We, we, uh, we bought a new house almost, it's almost, a, it's a year ago now. Congrats. Um, congrats on that. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we are, we're, you know, in a place that we would, call our forever home, I guess, until our kids are, are, are grown enough to, to move on and move out or, you know, okay. whatever they want to do. Um, so I'm happy we're settled there. Um, I, I got some, some things that are really consistent business wise now. So I don't have to, you know, do too much crazy stuff. We're opening up a gym, which is crazy, but man, congrats. But, uh, That's big, man, <laughs> man. Don't let that go over your head. That's big. Congrats on that, brother. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of came like on a fluke, man. Like I really was not trying to get into opening up another gym. Like I, like I said, I was managing five gyms before and I wasn't trying to get into it. Um, but I've got the right partners in the right situation and, uh, and be able to really just kind of be on top of it and not inside of it. Like I get to work on the business and not in the business, okay. uh, which, which, which is going to be good for me. And at the top, you know, being a, the, the business owner, obviously I'm going to have to work in, I'm gonna have to do work, right? Yeah. But 
again, having control of my schedule uh, so I can make sure that I'm at the practices, that I'm at the games, that I'm at the, uh, the recitals, uh, that I'm yes, just home yes. for dinner. You know, all the little things, right? When they have questions on their homework, drop-offs and pickups from school, like all of the, the, the being present parts, I can, I can control when I'm there for. And I think that's, you know, that's really awesome. So I'm in a good place, man. Me and my wife are, are doing great. Um, I, great. I think That's we great. Are, are probably the happiest we've been. Um, not that we've not been happy, but I think we're continuing to progress and, and get and kind of grow with each other, uh, which is really important um, because as our kids get older, they start getting a little bit more independent and they don't yep. need us as much, which means we get to get back together um, and do the things that, that got us together in the, in the first place, right? We get yep. to date again and we get to go out and and all that stuff, man. So mom and dad get to be I mom and dad complain. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't complain at all, man. It is an absolute blessing. Um, things are just going the way, the way that they, they should be, you know? Um, so I'm, 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 con- I'm content, but I'm in a weird space, I would say. Okay. Right? Because there's always that, like, you're happy and you're content, but you know you can push for more. Is that the athlete in us, you think? I don't know, man. And is I, that the, I, I, like I face that too because that, that's so funny you said that in 2020. So I was trying to do the Amazon business. I was trying to trade. I'm trying to grow my Twitter. I'm, and I and the same thing I realized. I said, I said, Vic, you can't do six things at once, dog. It's just not going to work. And like I really just had to pull back, and I really just focused on you know trading futures with Ian and the Red Panda Group, and like that's got so much better. Like now I'm putting up real numbers and putting up real stats and like everything's getting just like just less is more like i audited my circle better and like me and my fiance are like way happier now and like it's just i'm a better like i'm more at home with the kids i'm not my you know my daughter's on like dad get off the phone like come like come on like you know what i'm saying like it's just so much better but i think when covid first hit and everyone was at home we was trying to do so much and trying to do it all at once i think it just kind of got to everyone so i i like i totally feel what you're saying i mean like you know me and my girl we like we in a better spot now like I feel much better, like, as a dad, like, my fitness is better. Like, I have, a, like, a habit tracker. I do, like, six habits a day. And, like, I'm on, like, day, like, almost 100 and something. And it's just, just just put the reps in every day. And I just feel I'm getting better every day. It's, you know, meditate, journal, read, you know, the typical stuff where I was like, oh, that, you know, man, that shit don't work, whatever. But I'm telling you, it does. Like, for me, it works. Like, like you know, I get up yeah. study the market. You know, I make sure I write my journal. Like, how was I feeling? I make sure I do something physical. But run, lift weights, get in the sun. Like for me, I never used to be a runner. Like I, I was never like I was always a sprinter and a football player, so I never ran long distance. But I'd like, I know it's gonna sound cliche, but like when I get out on the road, I kind of feel like I get in like David Goggins mode, man. Like I just really like that's where I kind of face some of those dark demons I have of like my childhood growing up and like you know dad not being there, or, like how whatever it is, that's where I kind of go. Like you know because. I'm not fighting the cage no more. COVID took three years away from like me and my prime. So I'm like, ah, oh. so I like out on that road is where I fight those demons. Like, you know, that I got it. Not, I wouldn't even say demons out on the road is where I get better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not when you say, I just, that's where I go and get better. And it's like, you know, when you're running dog, there ain't nowhere to go is you versus you. And are you going to quit or are you going to push? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. 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 Yeah. That's one of the cool things about getting out. Like you say on the road and running because, you ain't at the house. Like, you're not yeah. on the treadmill. You're on a treadmill, you'd be like, yo, I'm done. And then you yep. just walk in the house or walk walk out the gym, hop in your car, and it's over. When you're outside running by yourself in the elements, and it's like, if you quit, now I got this long-ass walk home. With my <laughs> I got to think about it, yo. <laughs> right? Like, yo, like, well, I'm going to turn around, but I'm going to run back. Like, it, yeah. it, ain't no, it, ain't no, uh, it ain't no just quit and it's over. You got to fight through it. And that's one of the really cool things about getting out there. Like you say, on the on the actual road, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so actually, I like I like what you because this is something that I think a lot of guys are are should be maybe doing. I don't like to say should, but like having those habits, right? Like, what are the six habits? Do you know them off the top of your head? Yeah. So uh, on one of the habits is study the market. Another okay. one is read at least twenty to fifty pages a day. Okay. Uh, another one is write in my journal, meditate, um, and. I've been I've been on like a hundred almost hundred and some days with no alcohol. So it says it says no alcohol, no vices, and I like I feel so much better. Like because you know I know in my bloodline and with me like I have a super adre- adrenaline I guess you would say personality. 
Like I had to go, I couldn't just go train jujitsu and kickboxing gym. I had to go in the cage and fight. Like I can't just ride my motorcycle. Like I got to ride my motorcycle a hundred miles an hour and do a wheelie. So I know I have to put that in a positive, in a positive challenge or a positive thing for me. So some physical in my journal, reading, meditating, studying the market every day. And like, those are like, like my healthy passions of what I know is driving me to be better. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, once I got on that, it's like, oh, like they say, and I know it sounds cliche and I know people are like, oh, come on, man, give me something better than that. But if you do that every day for night, like you're a coach, you know, once you put in them reps and you see like a little momentum, you're like, oh, boy, this is getting a little better. Like, oh, now this shit got maybe 10 times better. Then you're like, whoa, I'm 20% better than where I was. And now I could, damn, I'm running two, three miles and I ain't even feeling it. Oh, I just hit five miles and I'm good. Like I just wrote in my journal for 30 days straight like my, i got my thoughts out like i i've read and it's just like it's all just a process and i like i i went and bought a uh like a huge like ice tub so i got an ice tub at the house or like i'll go sit in the sauna for like 30 minutes i'll, I'll and i i swear like i go to war with my own self my own mind like i'll go sit in the sauna i'll throw on like the eric thomas or the like eric thomas has been big for me goggins has been big and it's just i know i have to like go to war with myself to get better and like you said it's that pushing thing like I can't stay stagnant too long because, like, you know, I'll get comfortable and then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get a little, you know, Carl Jr. cheat meal here. So let me, like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I have to stay on myself and I figured the better discipline I am, the better I get. And I've seen, like, with those habits, like, my trading results have been up almost two, three hundred percent. Like, so it's, it's not just physically, I feel it. Like, mathematically, in my Excel sheet on paper, money wise, it's, it's coming back too. So I'm like, like, all right, this is working, like, you know, and it just, it feels good. And I think for dads, especially black dads, like, we're already, just as black men, we're already so far behind the eight ball, just whether it be generationally, wealth-wise, or just some of the traumas we have to work through. We really don't have too much time to BS and bullshit around, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially, like, what are we coming to, like, our end of our 30s or 40s so like now we're coming to the point to now where we got to build and set things up for our grandkids and our kids and this is stuff like i really think about because now i'm the oldest of my name i'm my, i'm the oldest of my last name so now my my brothers are watching me my sisters are watching me now mom and grandma now that's on me as well as my kids too you know what i'm saying so it's like okay now it's time to really okay oh now it's like okay vic you were the first to go to college now all your brothers and sisters went to college and graduated okay that's cool now First one to buy a house. Now you're the first one to set up life insurance and trust and do all like, so there's other frontiers I got to do where like, I really don't got time to be bullshitting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, mm -hmm. I just don't have time for that. And it's like, it's beautiful because I have a purpose and I know what it is and I'm not stepping off of it until I complete it. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 I, I look, bro, I'm, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Um, I, you know, what's funny is you, you mentioned the, uh, the cold tub and I just, I used to do the like the cold shower, right? Like yeah. hot shower, cold shower. Um, and I got a sauna, like a portable sauna in my garage. So I do that all the time. But today, uh, uh, over the weekend, I told my wife, you know what? I'm going to start like really forcing myself to do something uncomfortable. Um, and so we have a pool and, uh, and I haven't heated it in a few months because we haven't needed to, right? Ooh, like, it's, it's I know not, that thing cold. <laughs> right? It's not, it's not like, it's not like 30 degrees, but it's like in the 40s, oh, 50s, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, y'all, after I get out of the sauna, every morning I'm getting in the pool. Yep. And uh, so I got in the sauna this morning after my workout, and I'm in there. Yeah, I'm going to have to psych myself up because I know it's going to be cold, right? Like, it, it's I, in my mind, it's cold tub after a practice, cold tub after a game. Oh, my God. Like, it's going to be yep. freezing, right? But I've committed to it. I'm going to challenge myself. And I hopped in this morning, man, and that cold water hit me. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> right and like i'm like yo how long do i want to and then then it's the then it's the mental thing yes. right because it's like okay i need to be in here and and i was looking at something like you know a couple minutes right don't have to be long a couple minutes so i'm like all right i'm gonna hit two minutes two minutes but i'm freezing oh yeah right and it's cold outside oh, so it ain't yeah. like no I, I walked out of the sauna and immediately hit the cold air so i was already cold yep. then i hopped in i'm colder um but like just just that that two minutes of just like talking myself into going through the uncomfortable thing. And I, and I got out and I felt like a million bucks. 
Yep. And, and on, on top of talking yourself into it, then you got to slow your breath down. Then physically you have to, you have to regulate yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It comes from the mind and you physically got to, re- and like, that's so important to be able to do. Cause you never know in crunch yeah. situations when dad's going to have to protect his family, I'm going to have to slow my mind down and really figure out what the best plan of action he is and execute the plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's things like, you know, I work, I work in a jail, so I work around some really weird people sometimes. So like stuff like that, like I think about too, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. it's just funny. The older you get, man, the more you just kind of, your purpose hits you. And it's like, you're like, okay, this is it. This is what I got to do to be better. And like you said, your daughters are watching you. Your wife's watching you. Your kids are watching. Like it's one thing to tell them, okay, that's cool. They may listen, but when you doing it and you in there leading by example, then they're like, damn. Pops was doing this. All right, I guess I got to do it too. He ain't just talking. He, right. he ain't selling them wolf right. tickets. He really, he really doing it. And like, that's yeah. what, like, having a boy and a girl is so different. Like, my daughter brought out, like, the protector in me, I, I would say. And my son kind of brought out the more, like, the conquer. Okay, now we need to go conquer and put and put points on the board and assets and, and do more things. Like, 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 you know what I mean? And it's, you love them the same, but you love them differently. It, it brings out different sides of your personality, and it's so cool. It's like, it, that, like that's it's it's been very cool to me. Yeah, yeah. I think I think too, because um, I don't have a, I don't have I got two girls, and that's all I'm having, right? I got two girls. I got a, a male dog, if that counts. But, hey, but man, but you've been coaching, but girls. you know you've been coaching, so, yeah. so so you know how. That's it what is. I was gonna say. Yeah. Like it went with with the. Uh, with the, the guys that I work with, the athletes that I work with, uh, even the, the guys that I mentor, there's a different, like, obviously I'm not their father, but there's this father figure responsibility that I yes, feel. Yep, yep. Right. Even when I was like really young coaching, like straight out of college coaching high school football, it was like, I've got to one, I could be like the cool coach. Right. Cause we're about the same age and yep. I, I played in college and now they trying to get to college. So they automatically kind of, form that rapport but then I felt like a a responsibility to be like yo we not all gonna make it to the league like let's make sure we're taking care of school let's make sure we like what do you want to be when you grow up and it's funny because I ask kids that now and it seems like since I started coaching to now which is almost 15 years maybe a little more kids don't have an answer not at all not at all they don't know what they want to be and I'm like Yo, I get there's a wealth of opportunity out there, and there's so many different things now. It's not like just the the trades, right? You're going to be a plumber, a doctor. You know what I mean? Like those things, like when we were younger, it was maybe easier to pick a, a, a job. But kids don't even have like an ass. You don't want to be like the tooth fairy or nothing. Like you don't have like even a crazy idea you want to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to have something. And even this is even athletes, right? Yeah. Like you don't even want to say like, I want to be the next LeBron. Like they don't even say that. It's just like, Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm like, damn, man. Like, yeah, I thought it was I, I just I, I me, almost, but I, I, I thought it was just me too. But I like, I'm catching a lot of that. Like, like nothing. Like you don't know. Like, 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 like nothing. Like you don't have a confidence to say, I'm, I want to do this, or I'm going to do this, or I'm working to do this. And it's just a lot of I don't knows, or maybe we'll see. And I'm just like, oh man. Like that's kind of, kind of just hardening. Like, all right, young man. Like we gotta like, I don't know. Get you off the phone and get you like thinking to like. That, like yeah. stimulate the mind somehow like you know it's like yes i've been getting a lot of that too like i, I went to a high school football game this week and uh it was a championship game and you see like kids were more they make a big play and like you know when we get there make a big run or something you want you want to stay in and do it kids want to come out and like kind of at, I wouldn't say fake her, but like fake cel- like do the celebration and like get all the tension on the sideline and then want to go back in. Like it's it's so it's like weird now. Like 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 almost a, like almost a a camera opportunity or something. Like oh I just got mm-hmm. I just came off this big run, get a picture of me candid or something. And it's I felt a lot of that. And it's like it's kind of I don't know. It's weird, you know. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, man? And I, I feel like I feel like we as fathers or this generation of fathers have an opportunity. To, I mean, because the world's changing, right? And there's oh, gonna for be sure. Some of that, yes, right? like, yes. There, there. It's it's going to be hard to be like you can't be on social media, you can't use your phone, right? Like, and I, I maybe not as extreme as, as like Gary V, and he's like, yo, you're you're crazy to tell your kids not to be on because yeah. that's where their world is going to be, right? Yeah. And that's reality. That's where their world is Facts. going. 
But I do think you have to give them both sides of it a little bit. Yep. It's like, like I definitely want you to not fall behind on technology, right? Because you fall behind on technology at your age, it's you over. like my grandma, yep. right? Like, yep. it, yeah, you never have a ch- you never have a, ch- a chance in the world. But I do want you to understand that there is still a real world out there that you need to be present and 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 aware of, yes. right? Like, you have to have some kind of social skill. You have to have some awareness of situations. It's not all about you. It's not always an Instagram moment. Yep. Like everything, like I go, we go out, my, my younger sister is 24. And even from like, I'm, I'm about to be, I'll be 40 in March. Okay. So there's a big gap. Yeah. Right. But like going out places with her is like, oh, do we really need to take 20 pictures? We just took a picture. <laughs> like I just took a picture of you. Right. You wearing the same thing you was just wearing. Like, and then it's not like take one picture of me smiling. It's like, yo, okay, get that angle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bro, this is not a photo <laughs> shoot. Like, look, we just going to Target. It's really not that serious. <laughs> yep. But, but their generation is getting more and more to that. And I think the food too. Hey, you, I mean, you, you sit down and eat, you got to take 17 pictures of the food before we can eat. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I think we have a responsibility, though, as as men of the community, as fathers in the community to to reach back to those those young men or that this next generation or maybe not the next the, the, the generation that's coming. Obviously, yeah. we're going to do it with our kids, but there's a gap yes. right between our kids and this, this, you know, these teenagers that are that are kind of going through the world right yeah. now. And uh, it's one of the things that's been on my heart lately is like trying to put together some kind of program for young men. Um who maybe, you know, didn't have a fatherly presence mm-hmm. um, and were kind of like, you know, I, I think in our generation we were raised, not raised, but people will say we were raised by TV, right? Mm-hmm. Like kids used to sit down and watch TV after, even when you had a family, yep. right? That was like a family thing. You sat in front of the TV and you watched TV as a family. And so we got all these values from TV and they don't watch TV like that. You know, their TV now is social media. Yes. And we know from being on social media, as we both are, like that's not always the purest uh, place to be. The intentions aren't great most of the time. Um, companies are taking advantage of them. People are taking advantage of them. Influencers are taking advantage of them. Nobody's looking at the fact that this 13, 14, 15 year old kid is not mentally in a place where they can handle it. Yes. We're just saying, hey, this is the world that you got to embrace it and learn to live in it. it um, and so that's really been on my heart a lot lately, man. It's trying to figure out how I can put together a program for the young man. Yeah, and I feel it's such a slippery slope. Like, I, 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 I battle with that, too. Like, my daughter just, she's just went into sixth grade this year. So it's like COVID was, what, two and a half years? So her last, like, full time in the class was, like, fourth grade now you're going to six now you got to switch classes now you got seven different seven different classes homeroom and it's like that two years of like that socializing it really hurts kids like you know like like i see it like kids are like not even they're sitting there on the phone like like drones not even talking to each other and it's just like yeah it's that age too but then i think that that two years of just sitting at home kind of hurt them like you know like and we're not really going to see the repercussions of that until like maybe later on, like, you know, I'm just trying to like figure out ways to try to help combat that. And it's just like, especially like for little girls, you know, you got to be careful, like one wrong move on social media for a little girl. And like, that's like, it's, it's, it's all bad. Like, you know, like it's, and I, mm-hmm. like, I try to tell my daughter, like, you know, like she doesn't really, she's has a phone, but you know, she doesn't really have any social media now, but I'm trying to tell her like, okay, baby, you got to watch out for this or like, baby, you got to watch out for that. And I'm trying to give it to her the dad talk, but not like the dad cop talk or whatever. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Not the, like, right. I'm just yeah. trying to be, yeah. no, baby, like, you got to watch out. And like, you know, my, my little sister, she's what, just turned 28. So her aunt kind of gives her that talk too. And like, it's a little, it comes a little better because from a younger female from, you know, from that age, right. but I'm just like, you just got to be careful with that baby. And like, it is, it's, it's kind of scary, man. Cause like when we were teenagers, we had to go up to a girl in the mall and talk to her. Like we had to go talk to people or like you had to go, when you call someone's house, you had to like talk to their dad or mom on the phone and be like, "Hey, how, how you doing, Mister So and So?" Da da da. Like all those social inter, yeah, all those social interactions are like missed. So kids don't even, they don't even like get that now. And like you know, I had to like tell my daughter one day, like I think Grandma walked in or something. She's on her phone, like, "Hey man, your grandma just walked in, say hello." And it's just like, if we did that shit, Grandma would slap, you know, Grandma would pop me in the head, like, "Man, you just see me walk in, say hello." And like, those are just certain things kids don't get because they're so caught up on the phone they're missing that social interaction i'm just like 
uh, it's not really their fault, but it's like, like you said, it's on us to teach them that. Like, that's on us to pass that yeah. thing down and be like, hey, man, when an adult walks in, say hello or like address people, say hello, goodbye, please, thank you. Just certain stuff where like, like you said, the Internet's not really not going to teach them that. It's not going to give them those life skills, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think I think there's always going to be a human element for our like everything is going to continue to trend towards towards like the metaverse and yeah. all these things right like that's that's the reality that eventually it's coming yes. right it's, where the jetsons will eventually be here right? oh yeah but but there's always going to be a human element that that they have to have and i think it's like when they talk about athletes right like balance right mm-hmm. balance is one of those things if you're a great athlete you have great balance in pretty much every sport yeah. right like your ability to not just fall over at any given time yep. Is one of the one of the key factors to being a great athlete, right? For our children to be great people, successful, there's going to have to be that ability to communicate with another person in some some way, shape, or form. Like that human element is is, is going to be like the the the, the special ingredient, yeah, right? Definitely. Um, and I think that people, and even the people on like on social media, if you can connect with someone, right? Like that's even though it's on social media, there's that human element of it yeah. that feels authentic and feels real. And that's what connects you to that person. Um, and it's not just the words that they wrote or the cool hook that they yeah. had or, you know, the, the header the headline that's there, right? All those things are cool, but but at some point it comes down to the human part. And I think we have a, a responsibility to make sure we teach our kids, to, you know, say yeah. hello when somebody walks in the room, be respectful, how you be respectful. Like, what does that all mean? Uh, for our sons how do we treat other people like how do you how are how do you like greet people you mm-hmm. firm handshake look them in the eye stand up like all these different things that i think we got taught either directly or indirectly um they're not getting that right they don't have to if i want to talk to somebody i can text them i don't even have to i don't even have to talk to you yep. like i'll just text you right like i was a. Uh, I was with, at the mall with my little cousins. This was a couple of years ago. This is pre, pre-pandemic. And uh, so he sees, sees a girl they like, right? And they're talking about her or whatever. I'm like, why don't y'all go say something? Like, nah, nah, nah. I know who she is. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a DM her. I'm like, but she's right there though. Like, why? Yeah. Why won't you go just talk? <laughs> she's literally, like, we're at a table. She's three tables over. Like, she might even hear you say that. Like, why won't you just go over there? Nah, because then she said, if she don't want to talk to me, then I'm going to be, you know what I mean? She's going to play me in front of everybody. Nah, if I DM her and she don't answer, it's just whatever. Nobody knows. I'm like, bro, but you got to, like, at some point, even if you DM her and she likes you and y'all go back, to, at some point, you're going to have to talk to her. Why not just start now? Get that no out of the way now. Yep. Right? Be like Pac-Man. Eat that no right now <laughs> yep. and then keep moving. But nah, they was determined not to talk to her. And they didn't. They didn't. They, they, like I said, my cousin DM'd her. And I don't know what happened, obviously, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, they, and that was before the pandemic, yep. right? That was before they had to be away from people and had to only reach out. Um, and I agree with you, man. I think that two, two and a half years um, was, was rough, especially for the younger elementary school kids yeah. who kind of got kicked up yeah. to middle school and, and kind of like, like you said, you're a fourth grader and now all of a sudden you're a sixth grader or you were like a, a you know, yeah. a fifth grader and now you're going into the eighth grade and before you know you in high school and you have no real middle school identity because you were just at home in a room right and most parents were still kind of working right so the kids are kind of left to their own devices for hours and hours a day um and yeah i think we're going to see what that looks like you know 10 years 15 years from now when that that group of kids is, is adults um, and hopefully we'll be all right. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with yeah. it. Yeah, ho- I mean, <laughs> hopefully, I mean, I, I know me and you will be there to kind of, you know, fix it and pick it up, but, like, so maybe some kids whose parents weren't there or, like, I just, you know, you got to kind of feel bad for, like, maybe some kids, like, school was the only refuge of, like, peace. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're like, damn, I, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't even want to be on my, I want to be to school. So, yeah, we got to kind of think about, like, I was listening to uh, 19 Keys the other day on the way to work, and he was just saying, like, even like body language, like, you know what I'm saying? Like to have confident body language, like, you know, you had to have cool body language. You had to have, you know, a nice outfit on and like, you know, go to approach somebody. So he, even before you had walked up to him, your energy kind of already projected of what, you, like what was going on. And like kids don't even have that. They just, so just, just, yeah. just on the phone. Like they don't even have like that, that energy projection anymore. Like, you know, and I'm just like, ah, oh, like that was just so not us. And you got to think like when we came up, what we listened to, we listened to like, 
you know, Pac and like just real flamboyant, boisterous, like energetic people. Like it had this real like all the time. It wasn't always good all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't always good energy, but at least we had energy to go talk to people and say what's up and like at least have courage to do it. But like I said, like you said, it's on us to kind of like help and maybe build like a young man's program or something. So if you, if you need some help with that or someone to talk, I mean, I'd be, I'd be willing to come help and, and talk and do whatever you need for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm a Bay area guy myself. I'm from Richmond. So, oh so, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know. you already know. It's all good. So we got to do something up in that area and I'm trying to do something down here. And, uh, like I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, like I said, it's been really weighing on me lately and it's something that I want to get into. So I'll definitely keep you, keep you updated on it. Um, as, as I kind of progress into it a little bit more. Um, I had a couple questions for okay. you, though, man. Like, uh, well, obviously, it's a fatherhood podcast, yeah. right? And so we're talking about fatherhood and your journey as a father. Um, what does fatherhood mean to you? To me, I always have this quote. It says, just be there. That's what it means to me. Obviously, because how I grew up today, that might be some of my own emotional traumatic stuff or whatever but to me a father is just someone who's there smiling through the good times the bad times like i said i work nights so that allows me to come home in the morning walk my daughter to school pick her up like you know what i'm saying and then i don't have to go to work but being a father to me is just being there i mean like be there like this is little person is your responsibility and i always quote like it's my most important job. Like that's like, I will never hold to me. I don't care if I make a million dollars in stocks and one of the best investors in Ian's club and whatever you want to call me. The best thing anyone could ever call me is dad, father. Like that's the, that's the greatest title I'll ever hold in this world is, is father. Cause at the end of the day, all that other stuff is cool, but how is our name, our line going to live on is through our children. Like that's how we're going to be remembered when we're gone. They're going to say, damn, dad did this or grandpa did this so to me like being a father's everything like that's that's the greatest title i'll ever hold is is being called a father i agree i agree i say it all the time man fatherhood is, is the best title yeah. it is it is the title no matter how old you get no matter how old they get matter of fact even after you pass you're always going to be somebody's father yeah um, and so once, you know, if, if you, if you're a person, you're just a regular guy, you pass and nobody even talks about you anymore. Right. Yep. But somebody's always going to be saying my father, my grandfather, my great grandfather, like I'm talking about great. I never even met my great grandfather, but I, yep. my great grandfather was this and my great grandfather yep. lived here. Right. And I'm talking about that, man. I never even got a chance to meet him. Um, and so fatherhood is something that lives on forever. Um, and so we have to think about it that way for sure. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's, it's so crazy. Tell me. So when you had your, your first baby, you go to the hospital too, and you come home three, and it ain't never the same again. <laughs> I, always, I always trip on that. I always trip on that. I was like, I, I remember my friend at work, he was having a baby. He's like, man, you got any advice for me? I go get some rest. You're going to enjoy it. I go, but tell me how you feel. You're going to go to the hospital too. And when you leave the hospital, you're going to be three, and it's never the same ever again. I say, but it's the best feeling in the world. Don't get scared. It's a good feeling, but it's just trippy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, uh, all right. So I got, I got two more questions for you, and I'm, I'm gonna let you let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, it's kind of a two part okay. question. Um, so I know, I know on on, on Twitter, uh, you you got your account, and it's, it's you got a ton of followers now, and it's it's uh, so let's say you're gonna you're gonna make a post, mm-hmm. right? um, and that post uh, you want to target specifically to fathers. Uh, what do you want them to see? For me, again, it goes back to what you said of being authentic. Like for me, I kind of always tap back in like into like my childhood and like what it means to me. So I'll tap back into when I was like, kind of like that little boy. Like if you're a dad, to me, the greatest thing or your first priority should always be your kids. So I kind of, tap back into myself when I make a post and like, you know, some, some of my posts would be not aggressive fatherhood, but kind of like saying, Hey man, like you should be there for your kids or you should like the best thing I ever did was become a father. Or like, you'll see me throwing up my kids or like 
to me, the best dopamine you could hit, you could ever get is going to play with your kids at the park or like when your kid runs up to you and says, hey, daddy, I love you. So it's, it's something to that effect to, to saying like being a dad is cool. Like like that's how I that and like just in my authentic self, like like I'll say those words and like I just, you know, I kind of have a, a way of putting it, you know, from the Bay Area. So we got we like, you know, our language is a little different. <laughs> so we talk a little different. But like right. to me, that that's how I put it. Like I kind of tap back into myself and like, damn, when I was a kid, what did I want my dad to do? And that's what I'll kind of see young fathers or fathers in general to see. And they'll be like, damn, that's cool. He made it cool to be a dad. So when you read when when you read one of my posts, I want you to think, damn, that shit's cool to be a dad. Like I'm, I'm going to take pride in being a father after you read one of them. And that's what I try to hit and most times. And most times it works. See, like, you know, mo most times it works. And it's like, not that I'm shaming fathers that are not there. It's just, I know how it felt. So I can't respect your get down. If you're a dad and you're not there for your kids. Like I just mm -hmm. like, I can't respect it. And that's my own thing. That's me dealing with being a, a young boy that didn't have his father. So that shit pains me and it hurts me. And if I could make a post to, make you feel cool to be a dad or make a post to make you think like shit why am i not there for my kids then i did my job because maybe i could change one person and say fuck man i better stop messing around and i need to be there for my son or i need to be there for my daughter and fix it so that's kind of like that's kind of my mindset of when i post of what to kind of try to hit on okay okay all right kind of the second part of that question very similar uh, uh idea uh but you started a new account and so far this account only has two followers uh, and those followers are your kids. What do you want them to see? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. And it's funny you say this. Where is this? It's funny you say this. So I think my grandmother got this for me after my dad passed. So it's it's called uh, Your Father's Story. What would your father do? And look, and it, look, all these pages are all different questions. So I would kind of just electronically make it that. And it's like, and like even even when I write in my journal now, man, it's like I caught myself the other day, and it's I, I wrote some like, and I know this kind of might sound morbid or whatever, but I kind of wrote like I was gone, like, hey, this is what Dad thought about this. And I caught myself after I wrote it. I just caught myself writing like, hey, Dad loves you. I'm proud of you. Da 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 da. da. So if they read it, they would know exactly how I was feeling that moment. Oh, you know, I was a little bit emotional, like you know, I just I just had I had seen a cool like I think Eric Thomas video or something. Like I just I just put the pen to paper and started writing but that's kind of how i would like i would it'd be an electronic journal so if they ever say my daughter was going through a heartbreak or something or my son was you know, you know about to have a baby or something like hey what did dad think about this how what was his perspective on this if i'm not there to tell him in person they could look back and read it and they could say okay maybe it's not gonna be so bad like dad went through this and this is how he got through it so this is how he's kind of talking to me from the other side yeah, and that's kind of still what i do to this day like like after my dad had passed, we went, you know, went to my grandma's and got some of his stuff and he had wrote a letter and like, so a letter I had never seen, you know, my dad used to be in jail and he wrote something to the effect of like, wow, I can't believe all three of my sons work in law enforcement and are, and are, are helping other people. Like they're helping other men that look like us. He goes, I would have never thought. And I just had read that and I got it framed up actually in my garage and that shit like, you know, brought a tear to my eye. And I'm thinking like, like, it, like that was cool. And like that hit me like okay, I need to do that for my daughter and for my son. So like when I'm not here, they could read and see my thoughts about what I'm doing. And like, I'm reading this book and I, I recommend it to you. It's called, What Would the Rockefellers Do? It's about how they built their trust and everything. And they wrote, he wrote a letter to like the trustees of his trust and like saying, hey, this is what you do with the money. This is what my, like, this is what I would want you to do with the money. I know I can't predict the future, but here's my principle, my core principles of, how our family's supposed to run. So don't ever forget it. And it's like just leaving them with those messages, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. That's dope. I actually, uh, I had the same, the same journal. Well, it's a, nice. it's a smaller one. Okay. Um, that my wife actually got me and my dad when our first daughter was born. Nice, um, nice. And so I, I got actually, my dad still has his. I don't know if he ever finished it. Um, so I got to, I got to, I'm going to have to check him and see where it's at. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. But but yeah, man, that's that's really that's really dope. Uh, and my wife is funny; she does she writes them emails, so she got them email accounts when they were born. Oh, um, nice! So oh, oh, that's a good idea. Emails. Okay, okay. She sends them emails just randomly, and she'd be like, "I had a thought," and so I sent them. I sent the girls an email. You want me to say anything in it? And I'll like give her some stuff to throw on there. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's really cool to have for them to have because I can I can imagine like you know your your kids. 
uh, someday later on down the line when they're, you know, they're looking up at the statue of you and they're like, man, I, my dad, like, talking to me, like you said, talking to you yeah. from the grave kind of thing and, and yeah. really being able to still be present even mm-hmm. after, right? Yep. That's dope, man. That's dope. Hey, man, look, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Like I said, I know you're busy. I know you got you got things going on. You're a father, and I know how that is. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to, to sit down and talk to us, to to share uh, your views on fatherhood and some of the things you got going on, man. It was a good conversation, bro. I, and look, I'm I'm always open to having you back. We can talk more. We can get into it. Actually, uh, you mentioned several times, Ian. I'm supposed to be talking to Ian on Wednesday. Uh, oh so, man, yeah, yeah, that's dope. So that's hopefully, dope. Dope. hopefully everything lines up and we we you know we make it happen. But but uh, but I'm excited to to get to talk to that brother. Yeah, um, I can't. And, I mean, I mean, honestly. Probably if I had like three pivotal points to kind of get me to this point in my life. So Nip and my dad had died like right almost about the same. Like my dad died first and Nip had died. So it was like almost almost like trauma, trauma. Like because, you know, when Nip died, like like that was a big thing. And I was right. kind of like searching and finding myself. And then I had just found Ian and like. And I, I tell him all the time, man, like, thank you for what you're doing. Like it's. Like he gave me a skill that I could pass to my son to where it literally couldn't free us out the matrix. Like I can't say enough about how much him, the like the Red Panda group, like that whole family, like it just like I, I just can't say enough about how much that has helped me progress my life. Like like there's no amount of money, like there's no amount of money I could give him to like to to, to give him my thing. Cause he's giving me a skill I could pass to my son, I could pass to my daughter. Like to free us, like, like you know what I mean. Like, I could literally—it's so crazy to me because I'm used to going to work for twelve hours, being away from the kids, having to deal with all kind of wild shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where I can right. literally sit down, turn on this computer. If I'm disciplined enough, and that goes back to us being athletes and fighting in the cage and doing in this and you know running the gym. If I'm disciplined enough, I could press a button to buy, press a button to sell for an hour, shut my computer, and literally there'll be ten thousand dollars on my account by the end of the day. Like. I don't know if there's a monetary amount of money I could do that. And on top of that, that's great. But just on those red panda calls, man, that shit is like therapy for men, for, for people that look like for, for black and brown community that it's, it's like a therapy session. Like for real, like, like yeah. he said, like, it's like, Oh man, we're going to do 10 minutes. We'd be under four hours, dog talking about life, <laughs> fatherhood, uh, basketball, uh, you know, Tupac, Jay, like whatever. And it's just like, it's like a therapy session and like, it's just, it's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me, man. Like, to be honest, like I, I, I can't give that brother enough love, man, for real. Yeah. 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 I agree, bro. He, he is always saying some, some really, but I'm not in the red panda group and now as you said, I, I might have to get into it. I'm probably pretty sure you're going to press me on it too. But, yeah. uh, but, but, uh, I've always admired, uh, same kind of similar with you. Like he's always talked about Xander. It's always like, I, yep. I don't know him. I know a son's name, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. It's one of those things where, like, that's always been at the top of it. Like, we're talking about money, we're talking about finance, we're talking about stocks, but it's always like, I'm logging off today to spend time with my son. Yep. I can't even argue with that. Like, and, man, that's a man after my and, own heart. And I can't say enough of you, like, like listen to some of the EYLs on Market Mondays. You have billionaires on there, literally. Yep. Uh, yep. Novogratz, billionaire. When he looked at him and said, oh, that's institutional level prices you just called. Like right. he don't have to like he does not have to do this with us. He got BlackRock, JP Morgan, all them big companies wanting to offer him millions of dollars. They think, man, why like like why are you still doing this? And he's doing this off the strength, off the love to help better people that look like us, the culture, whoever want to learn. And it's like like right. like that's real love. Like that's real love. Like 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 real people. Like like you know you get these fake internet gurus that talk all this and don't like you know, they they just trying to sell you some some nonsense. He's not like that. Like. Like he's one of the real ones, man. It's it's, it's all love. It's right, all love. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. All right, brother. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna let you go. Um, yes, sir. I uh, I'm gonna try to take care of a few things around the house before I had to get busy today. But but I appreciate again. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day um, and, and jumping on here, man. And again, uh, oh. Let me back up. If people are looking for you, they want to find you uh, on social media or otherwise. Where would they Where would they go to do that? Uh, Stoic Wealth on Twitter. So just go ahead and hit me there. Um, and it's uh, Bagger Man on Instagram. It's private. It's B A G G E R M A N. 
So Stoke Wealth on Twitter and Bagger Man on Instagram and like, you know, follow me for some gems, you know, some fatherhood stuff and just, you know, it's cool. It's cool. So. All right, man. Yo. Yes, All sir. Right, brother, I appreciate your time and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Anything you need, let me know. All right. Peace. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it. <laughs>